Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You, the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Wazork. That's my brother, man. What up, Doe? As you all know, we're here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in about 15 minutes for your morning commute. First things first, though, big apologies from us here at 15 Minute to you. We know we left you hanging. For a couple weeks, lots been going on. We need some on. rest time. Come we on, need, it's off season. We need some rest time. I moved. Matt got a new job. Last you guys had heard from me, I was in a hotel. Now I'm sitting in my nice place in St. He, he just he recently got out of that hotel. Yeah. Very recently. there for like a month, drinking a St. Louis craft beer. Nothing could be better. Anywho, Matt, we're doing this Sir. little podcast um, so we're actually not bringing you everything you need to know about college football in 15 minutes. We're going to bring you everything you need to know about Lane Kevin. There you go. I can't be more excited for one of the most entertaining faces in college football. You ready to rock and roll, Evan? Let's do it. So if you think about all of the stages where Lane has been, where do you think Lane has been his best self? Oh, at FAU. This is not a, this is not a question. Really? Cause you know? He did. I, I assumed you would say when he was an assistant at Alabama and they won the Natty, or when he was an assistant at USC and they won the Natty. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, dude's been on multiple Natty teams. I don't, I don't, not as a head coach. Uh, as a Michigan fan, um, I would love a great offensive coordinator. Preach, but now he's a head so, coach, just killing it down in Boca Raton. But what if the best version of Lane is as a coordinator? Mm, I think jury's still out on that. I think the jury's still out on that. I think FAU is a good place for him because he can like play on Twitter and chat up coeds at the bar and be kind of goofy. And and it's FAU, and we're eleven and three, and and that's a heck of a a job from a football standpoint, being eleven and three, but. You're also at FAU, man. So let me let me tell you what I think it is, Matt. It's not Lane Kiffin head coach v. Lane Kiffin offensive coordinator. It's Lane Kiffin's expectations in life have changed. He is okay. not the next coming of Nick Saban. I think he's accepted that, and I think he's having fun down in Boca Raton. I think this is the new Lane Kiffin. Party Lane Kiffin. So you know who Lane is the modern uh, day of tell me now oh matthew mcconaughey from days and confused close actually very close he's steve spurrier oh i could buy that i could buy that i, I think steve hollered at co-ed's probably a little less than lane kiffin does but steve was known to have his assistants take off on sundays and they would go to his house on the beach they would spend the day body surfing and then have dinner at his house. God, that's probably the best job ever. It, and then, like, taunt other people. Like, if Spurrier had a Twitter, him and Kiffin would go, like, line for line. He is one of the greatest college football zingers of all Fair. time. Fair. The I'll buy that shape, for a buck. The shade between Florida and Tennessee under Spurrier is is just epic. I mean, if you are into dudes who just run their mouths, then you are Spurrier and Kiffin dudes. 
I'll buy that for a buck. Now, thing is, though, Spurrier won the Natty as the HC. Yeah. I don't know if Lane can do that. Certainly not at FAU. I think Unless the, they expand the playoffs. No, it's not going to happen at FAU. Even if they do expand the playoffs, it's not going to happen at FAU. But Lane's best team as a head football coach may have been the 2010 season where USC was banned from postseason play. And they went 10-2 and along with the very early hashtag of can't sanction the end zone. How good was that team? That was the same year that Auburn beat Oregon with Cam in the natty. If USC is in the game, do they defeat Cam? I don't know. They couldn't get in because you had two losses. That was also the year that... So in the final poll, Auburn is one at 14-0. and Remember the... Big mm-hmm. 12 is the Big 12 in so many ways, and they don't have a title game. So TCU is left out, and they're 13-0 that year. Mm-hmm. So they finish number two. Oregon, with one loss, drops to three. Stanford, under our guy Jimmy, ends up 12-1. and Ohio State, 12-1. and Then we get into some two losses. We're down to number six now. Oklahoma, 12-2. and Wisconsin, 11-2. and LSU, 11-2. and And then we're at Boise. Where where does that USC team fit in? Fit in where? Those rankings. Because they couldn't be ranked. So, Because uh, I, I think that's his best team as a head coach. Yeah, it's always like... I, well, one, I think the Big 12 was better then, so I don't know if I'm letting the present Big 12 paint me. But I'm like, oh, could they prob- could they beat TCU? Probably. Big 12 soft. Um, Wait, why do you think the Big 12 was better then? Still at A&M, was, when Texas was still a decent team. Um, okay, that, I mean, that wasn't that many years. That wasn't that many years removed from like when the state of Texas was in the, the entire top three. Yeah. Remember, like when a- Texas Tech, Texas. Yep. yep. Uh, they were, and who's. And was it TCU? Yeah, that's TCU. the third Texas team. They all like were number one at different points in the season. Um, so yeah, I think the Big Twelve was better back then. But anyways, um, I would say best two loss team of the season. Don't you think? So we're saying they're better than Oklahoma. I would see that team stacking up. That would have been a great matchup for Ohio State in a Rose Bowl game. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The the twelve and one Buckeyes. I think they were. You know, had speed and athleticism that could match each other. The Stanford, you know, was was uh, was ground and pound, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, coming in at uh, at twelve and one that year. I don't. I mean, we can't say that they would defeat Auburn when they're undefeated, or TCU when they're undefeated in the same year. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't make any sense. Plus, Oregon. Under Umans, Chip Kelly undefeated going into that game. So, oh, I think. you know who played in that game that season? Our mm. good old friend Derek Malone, interviewee from the Athletes Guide podcast. Let me just plug that real quick. 
Yeah. We interviewed Derek Malone for the Athlete's Guide, our second podcast. You can find it at athletesguide.com. You can find it on uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podcast, or <laughs> Apple Podcast app, wherever else you find podcasts. Go check it out. We interviewed Agree, agree. Play so in that team. season, uh, Stanford finishes fourth. They beat USC head-to-head. That was one of their two losses. Stanford won 37-35. Yeah. So you got to give the edge to the Cardinal if they played um, last-second play. So yeah, yeah. It, they're a top team. 16, and, and that's Lane's best team as a head coach. Until next year's FAU team. Nah, get out of here. Good lord. I'm Good on lord. the FAU train, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the lane train. Come on, ride it. Come on, ride, on, ride the train. train. So, speaking Come of that, on. will Lane be a head coach at a Power 5 school? Um. So, I going back to this, is it Lane the head coach versus Lane the head coordinator? Or is it new Lane versus old Lane and his life expectations? Um, so, I no, really... Evan, will he be a power well, five? What I'm saying is, what we're really assessing here is, has Lane turned over a new leaf? I got to say no, because I think most of these college football coaches, they have egos. They love being, you know, I'm the best. They all Boy. think they're the best. They want to prove that they're the best. So I do think uh, one day, I don't think it's going to happen next season. I think it'll actually happen in three years. I think he'll be at FAU for three more years, and then I think he makes the jump. To a power five school, so yes, no way. I put I put conditions on that. If if FAU wins ten or more games, if they win ten games next year, he's power five head coach. Or would he turn all those jobs down to troll everyone? <laughs> he's also like the world's <laughs> best troll. He's college football's best troll. Dude, you gotta look back at Spurrier. Spurrier was his epic troller. He just didn't have Twitter. Like, the guy would come up with lines like, you can't spell Citrus Bowl without UT. Epic. Or like, why did, Coach Spurrier, why did Peyton Manning come back for his senior year? Guess he wanted to be MVP of the Citrus Bowl one more time. Like, that's gold. That's gold, (laughs) man. It's gold. No, Kevin's a great troller, the whole rat poison thing. and Dude, like, I could see him just doing it just to screw people. Like, nah, I'm going to stay here. Don't yeah, give like, a f- You know, I, I'm living in Florida. The weather's great. I'm getting paid. Like, mm-hmm. it's not a bad life. I don't see Lane. I don't see this being his last stop, though. No, no. I, I don't. He's a young man. He's got plenty of time. I agree. So, I, so he is going to be a part. What conference do you think he'll play, he'll coach in? I don't think he's going back to the SEC. That would be a mistake, in my opinion. Oh, really? I think I the mean, SEC makes the most sense. Really? I would I would I would love a scenario in which Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, and Lane Kiffin are all SEC head coaches. That would be hysterical. I don't think it'll happen, but that'd be hysterical. Yeah, I think he's gonna. Just, I think he'd make more sense in the ACC. I think the circus around it would be. I, I like the ACC. The circus around it would be good. Good. Oh, I was just gonna say, recruiting footprint still there. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have the. Um, like you don't have to coach against Nick Saban once a year, and mm-hmm. I feel like the SEC has, which we've talked about a million times, has unreasonable expectations of their team, regardless of their capabilities, their recruits, their record last year. 
I don't sure. think you get that in the ACC. I, I think both of those make sense because I don't think he goes back to the Pac-12 unless USC is available. Yeah, and, I could see that. And, wa- and wants him. It, it's LA, It's it's Hollywood, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hollywood loves a good drama. That's the only way I see him back in the Pac-12. Fair. He would be. Could he ever come to the Big Ten? No, he, I was just about to say he would be an atrocious Big Ten coach. Everybody would hate him. Let's just say you're a Big Ten team that's been struggling for a long time. <laughs> okay, right. And you yeah, need yeah, yeah. to turn over a new leaf, and you need yep. to get like some momentum in your program, like <laughs> Illinois or something. Okay, I, I would gamble which, on Saban. Which Big Ten school would Lane be the best at? I, you know what I was going to say, the best would be Maryland, but I don't, I don't think with their current head coach uh, that's going to be available. No, no. So let's let's say all. 11. Which they're all vacant. Oh, no, excuse me. All, 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 all 12, yes, of the Big Ten jobs are available. Where, Where is Lane the best Big Ten head coach? I'm saying either. And this is just a strange gut feeling. Minnesota or Northwestern? Interesting. I, I For a half second thought Northwestern, I, and I walked it back. Why were you there? I think he's more of a big city kind of guy. I think I agree. Uh, so Chicago is a good with, spot for him, right? Yep. With that legendary trolling skills, mm. like the city gets yes. behind him and they eat it yes. up. Yeah. Yes, I think he would do great at Northwestern. I gotta tell you, I think, and this is a total homer of me, he would be best at Ohio State. Really? Why? Ohio State likes to be – watch the crowd reaction after an Ohio State victory. It It is like Philly after the it, Super Bowl. I don't understand why you need to like wax down light poles because people are going to climb on them, flip stuff, burn cars. Like that's their reaction. Like this is your guy's MO. You want a dude that's going to like pump you up and love the limelight – it would be Ohio State. You can't go to Michigan. You're not a Michigan guy. Penn State is probably too rural for Lane. Mm-hmm. No, if Penn State is too rural, East Lansing for sure is too rural. So then, like, I don't know where you're at. Columbus is not a terrible downtown scene. It's not Chicago. Northwest is also yeah. technically not in Chicago. But, yeah, I agree. I would rank Ohio State 1, Northwestern 1A. I could see that with that with the argument you just laid out. Um, any chance that Rutgers is just like screw it, let's just throw <laughs> more money than God at him. <laughs> I mean, who would win right now? I would take FAU over Rutgers right now. I think so too. Probably, yeah. And then they beat Akron like fifty to three. Come on, dude. True. True. Shout out Pete Demalo, friend of the pod, fam of the pod. Big Rutgers fan. Family pot. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, rank the following coaches. So speaking of Lane in the Big Ten. Yeah. Rank the following coaches, one through four. Rich Rod, Brady Hoke, Jim Harbaugh, Lincoln. Uh, rank them in ability, in charisma. Head, in... head coaches. Head coaches overall. 
I'm gonna go Jim Sorry. and Jim and Lane tied for one. <laughs> what? Because I think they both have had great successes, and I think they both have had great struggles. Um, certainly, I think they have. Wait, wait, wait! This is the only time Jim has struggled. Are you kidding? And he struggled on a big stage, man. You I put mean, him as a tie. Do you not forget Lane Kiffin at uh, the Raiders? Do you not forget him at getting? He invented his existence. Created the term tarmac. True. Created it. Tennessee. Oh my lord. Harbaugh went to the Super Bowl with the 49ers. Stanford. He's okay. Getting laid in my head defense, head. I also thought oh. we were we were just talking about college. Oh. So both if, those, we're, if we're incorporating the pros, that's apples to apples. Both those dudes have coached college and NFL. Okay. Jim was way I better. We were just both. doing college. Thought we were just doing college. I can't believe that. Um. Yeah, but Jim's also been wow. spanked by Ohio State and by Michigan State. Um, basically, every time he's ever played them. <laughs> I didn't know this was going to turn into a horrible hate fest. Um, <laughs> just got some underlying frustrations. Um, <laughs> also, probably a little bit of recency bias on my part. Lane's doing good. Jim is doing okay. Um, yeah. And then I'm gonna, yeah, Rich Rod and then Brady Hoke. I don't think that's a much of a challenge. Oh wow! You I think Hoke it. is better than Rich Rod? Oh no way! Oh, I, I, was I think say, that... get turn in your microphone and your headphones. <laughs> Find a new co-host. Cole, what are I, you doing? I, I think Harbaugh is solidly better than Lane best based on record. I think there's a recency bias there. You look at Harbaugh's career though. Good God, it's not close. Those Stanford teams were dominant. We were just talking about you were just you were just blowing smoke up Lane's ass about how good of a coordinator he was and all his accolades. Yeah, 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 yeah. And now we're talking HC. Fair. And as HC, well, to be fair, again, you said coach, not head coach. Difference. I I was asking head coach. Difference, but no, that's fair. I don't. I'm not putting that question. What are you? I, I would put Jim solidly ahead. I would put Rich Rod and Lane as head coaches in similar buckets. Rich Rod had dominant teams at West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Arizona was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Rich Rod's going to coach D1 again. He's going to have to take two years off, but he'll Agreed. be back. Agreed. Um, once that lawsuit Lane gets settled, head- uh, he's back, which I think it will. But and that could be for several pies, kind of a crazy story. But yeah, they Lane is a head coach. That sanction. So the best year you had is when you had no expectations because you couldn't make the postseason. That to me is kind of like. Eh. But I think it also says something to keeping your players motivated. That's fair, but I would go back to my first question about when is Lane his best Lane, and and I think it's as a coordinator. No, it's I think when you're in Boca Raton hollering at college uh, girls every other dude, night. Nah, That's man. when you're at your best. Lane's got rings, son. It says in a, it says an assistant, but he's got rings. Um, so let's talk about the funnier side of Lane. What is your favorite Lane blooper of all time? Oh, for sure, getting caught in a Boca Raton campus area bar with college girls. No, absolutely. absolutely. Oh, come on. Come on, come on. Absolutely. Come on, come on. That's just like, I don't give it's, a damn. I it, am who I am. I don't know if it counts as a blooper that way, though. Yeah, but the best Lane blooper is when he told 
Alshon Jeffrey, if he went to <laughs> South Carolina, he was right, going to end up <laughs> pumping gas for the rest of his life like all the other players from that state that went to South Carolina. Yeah, that's right. That's funny. It, the, the resume before two weeks ago is fabulous where you're like, okay, Jeffrey went on to South Carolina. He was all SEC, drafted 45th by the Bears, was a 2013 Pro Bowler, and is currently with the Eagles. Oh, yeah. Then the Eagles won the 2018 Super Bowl, where he had three catches for 73 yards and one touchdown, and happened to be on the field for the Philly special, where he asked the ref if it was going to be legal or not. Uh, good call, Lane, about pumping gas. Good Lord. That's pretty funny. And actually a blooper. I don't think my thing <laughs> technically counts as a blooper, because he did it on purpose. <laughs> well, he did yours on purpose, but he was wrong about it. So, Evan, uh, Lane's first job is as the quality control coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars in 2000. Still couldn't tell you what that position what, is, but what does that position do? I don't I don't know, man. This is like one of those like people are like, "Oh, he's the quality control." Yeah, I'm Oh, yeah, 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 quality control. Yeah. Mom, our mom does that at a hospital. Yeah, yeah, quality control. Don't know. Right. Don't right. know. I think that's a little bit I would put that at a higher priority than the football. Oh, agreed, agreed. Uh, so, someone tweet us, write us in with what that means. Well, so I, I, in the minimal research I did before this pod, a quality control coach is a member of the coaching staff whose primary job is preparing the team for the game beginning sometimes two or three weeks before the actual game. Their duties include analyzing game fill. Is that what a head coach does? Gets the team ready for a game? Generally, there's three different quality control coaches on each team. Offense, defense, special teams. Is this like like in Remember the Titans where Coach Boone has the math teacher run some numbers? Okay. Yes. Okay. That guy was quality Quality control. control. Okay, I got it. I got it. Yep, yep. That's the quality control guy. He sounds like you get a lot of coffee. Yeah. For people. And some slight long division. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. Man, I, I, well, this, hey, folks, this isn't going to be our last lame podcast, so don't worry. But Matt loves Lane. (laughs) I don't (laughs) not love Lane, but Matt loves Lane. We might have two lame pods this offseason. I love where we're at right now. Uh, But I also know you wanted to talk recruiting. Yes, and other things. I got a whole plethora of things to talk about. Um, but Matt, we just had a brief, interesting, quick conversation off wax. I want to bring on wax. I'm sure everyone knows by now. National Signing Day was last week, and Matt, did you know that Georgia had an awesome week? <laughs> I did. I pretty much read that story about 50 different times. You caught you you caught that ESPN highlight. Um, <laughs> so, do you want to tell the people what you told me though? What your thoughts on the coverage? I thought that was. Interesting and a good take. So I, I thought two things. I was shocked at the orgasm that the college football world had over Georgia having the number one signing class. Like, dudes, they were the national runner-up. I don't – yeah, they had a good class. This isn't like mm-hmm. Noah's Ark. I, I don't understand why <laughs> why it's so shocking that this was pulled – they're like, this is like – Unbelievable, Georgia, the number two team in the nation, the number one recruiting class. Well, yeah, that's how momentum works, folks. No article that I read, though, mentioned the fact that Ohio State had the number two recruiting class. You're just like, yep, 
pretty much gave Sith Lord Urban Meyer all the tools in the tool shed to uh, go out and wreck vengeance. And if there's anybody that holds grudges, it's Urban Meyer. Preach, preach. So I, on that note, in no way can, is he satisfied with the playoff of this year. And oh no way, will come no out. way, no way. Um, how concerned do you think Michigan should be considering Penn State and Ohio State? Now, I don't want to get into a discussion of how they do the rankings. Is it BS? Is it not? But uh, Michigan's ranking is 21, third in the Big Ten behind Ohio State and Penn State. How concerned should the Wolverines be of that stat? Uh, I, I don't think that concerned. It, it, to some degree, it does come down to coaching. I think if you want to look at like recruiting classes, where does Wisconsin line up every single year? Yet they seem to fit for recruiting classes. Yet they seem to finish in the top ten. They it it comes down to wins and how how you coach up dudes and they and they go get guys that they know they can coach up and they have quality coaches. So Michigan made a lot of moves on their coaching staff, which they had to do based on how anemic the offense was. So I, I would trust in that. I think earlier we talked about Harbaugh's success. I he's been successful before. He knows how to do it. Um, we just got to execute at this point. Yeah, I agree. Like long, like short term, certainly like next season, I wouldn't be too worried about it. I think slightly concerning Michigan did lose a couple close recruiting battles to specifically Ohio State. They lost Tyler Friday, a four-star defensive tackle, um, and the number two recruit out of New Jersey, as well as uh, Nicholas Petit-Friere, a top-ranked tackle out of Tampa. Um and it's like, if you lose either of those recruits, not a big deal, but you lose both mm-hmm. those recruits specifically to your arch rival, like, in the long term, you need to win some of those battles. Which, like, you know, next year, if oh, Michigan comes out and just takes care of business, they're going to have a great class next year, and this whole yeah. point might be moot. But, like, you know, something to keep an eye on. Um, you just said it. Jogged my memory, though. Michigan coaching staff changes. We cannot not talk about McElwain and that shark. Keep going. Photo of him with the shark yeah. on the boat, butt ass yeah. naked. So, like, should the should the salmon in Lake Michigan be concerned or like what? Because he's now the offensive coordinator. He's prowling around Ann Arbor <laughs> looking for fish left and right to hump. Hey, Uncle Greg, you looking for a fishing partner? We got you on you <laughs> and Bob and Jim McElwain this summer in Ann Arbor. Let's let's set it up. If he takes his clothes off, be afraid. <laughs> Now you might catch the the biggest salmon on Lake Michigan again. Well, what are the odds you can a person can do that twice in their lifetime? Uh, you down, no? I'm not down, no, Greg. I'm just saying, what are the odds? I wouldn't do it. The oh, <laughs> the other uh, shade that I have to throw at the SEC is Saturday Down South. Our rival podcast tweeted today that uh, Georgia averaged the same attendance in. 2017 as they did in 2016, implying that no matter what, Georgia fans just show up whether they make a natty run or not. Mm-hmm. I'd love to remind uh, Saturday Down South and SEC fans in general that in 2017, the largest home average attendances, number one was the University of Michigan, number two was Ohio Woo-hoo! State, number three was Penn State, all Big Ten teams. The mm-hmm. 
school that had the largest growth in home field attendance was Purdue, also a Big Ten team. And the only conference to increase its average attendance in a year in which the entire NCAA football attendance was down was the Big Ten. Hmm. But yeah, hey, good luck guys renting and buying all those RVs and like driving, <laughs> getting there on Thursday. Have so much fun with that. More people go to our games anyway. You know why that is? Because Georgia, you have like this weak little stadium that's 92,000 people. Good goodness. Back up, son. You got Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, 100,000. Welcome to the big leagues. Preach. Any other news and notes before we head out? Uh, real quick, Notre Dame vacating all their wins from the year they were the runner-up and lost to um, Alabama, the tragic death of Manti Teo's girlfriend that year. <laughs> they didn't lose, though, dude. They got, like, they got on national television. Yeah. Um, any comment? Some people I'm are saying sad. that... I'm sad it has to be vacated. That's one of my favorite Notre Dame games of all time. <laughs> Fair. Some people are saying um, it doesn't make a lot of sense because... The Notre Dame discovered the cheating. They suspended all the players. They fired the assistant that is, that was, I don't know, whatever, wrote essays or whatever it was. Um, and they're still being punished. So, like, going forward, schools will not self-report. Uh, Notre Dame's going to whine and cry about some proposals. I can't believe that. Join a conference and sack up, dudes. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, done, I, I'm done with you guys. No. No. No sympathy. All right, well, on that note. Thank you so much for tuning in. Welcome back to 15 Minute You. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cooler tomorrow morning. Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts app, Google Play, or wherever else you get your fine podcast. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. If you get a chance, we'd sincerely appreciate it if you would tell a friend and then have that friend tell another friend Boom. about the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook at 15 Minute You and on Twitter at 15 minute you, Evan underscore 15 menu. Remember, folks, whatever you do, don't pick them like my brother. Don't pick them like my brother. <laughs> kind of all over the map there, but whatever. First pod back, you know. Got to keep it was swinging. Fun. Yeah, no, I had fun. I, Definitely had fun. I, that was the point of saying we're trying to have fun. Yeah. Good job. Good job by you. Good job by you. Shutting her down in a three, a two, a one.